0: What's up, fam? Welcome to the Messy Action Podcast, where I plan to teach you to use messy action to finally level up in all aspects of your life. We'll be talking all things health and fitness, business, relationships, and more. I'm your host, Courtney Lombardo. Now let's get into the show. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Messy Action Podcast. And let me just tell you, you're not ready for this episode. You're just not ready. We have a special guest that came on a few weeks ago and this episode absolutely killed it in so many different ways. We have the dessert mommy, Mrs. Lindsay Dill, that came on to the Messy Action Podcast to really come and mesh her multiple personalities with us. Basically, this woman is the strongest woman I know, first of all. When I first met her, I met her at an Olympic weightlifting gym, and this girl was throwing hundreds of pounds above her head. And I walked in and I was like, I am terrified of her. I'm a little scared. She had like tattoos and everything going on, like just the definition of a BA woman, and getting to talk to her and know her better. I also got to understand the powerful and intelligence that she has behind everything that she does. She is an entrepreneur. She is a wife. She is an amazing friend. She is a coach. She has so many different things. And I'm so excited to introduce her to you guys and display all of the hats that she wears and also get into some touchy subjects with y'all especially approaching the holiday season. Obviously, she's a dessert mommy. I'm a fellow dessert lover. And as coaches and also women who both lost quite a bit of weight in their health and fitness journey, um, we have also both experienced our own relationship and journey with food, um, in particular, dessert. So we want to kind of get into the depths of that, preparing you for the holiday season, preparing you for those events that are coming up, and showing you that it is possible to find balance and get to your goals, and also still eat the dessert. So again, I am so hyped to get into this one with y'all today. Um, You're not ready, but stay tuned. So without further ado, I introduce to you Mrs. Lindsay Dill. Okay, well, Miss Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're so excited to have you. Um, Do you want to do like a little intro of yourself after
1: I already did yours? Sure. Um, Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So I... I'm a fitness professional of almost a decade now, which is like insane to say out loud. Sometimes I forget how long I've been doing it. (laughs) Um, I have coached in gyms online, nutrition coaching, fitness coaching. I compete in the sport of Olympic weightlifting, which obviously is how we met. Um, (laughs) But I coach there as well. And aside from all of the fitness things that I do, I'm also quite the dessert lover and foodie. Um, I have just, dessert has always been such a big part of my life and I decided this summer to kind of do something different with it started dessert blogging got into some baking and we're just we're kind of figuring that out as we go
0: we got the dessert mommy hat on today (laughs) she came loud and proud my (laughs) Etsy (laughs) store she said plug (laughs) um this is honestly the biggest reason why I brought Lindsay on is because obviously like we we agree and our values and our course that ice cream must be a part of our diet Yes, (laughs) it has got to be part of the daily nutrition and obviously I am also a health professional and we work with girlies on macros most of the time not all of the time but we want to talk about how to make it work within your healthy lifestyle because of course she is promoting both right you can stay healthy and have the sweets and have the sugar but it's like how do you find that true happy medium so we're just gonna have like a girly chit chat today about like how to have sweets and stay fit.
1: Literally my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay, same.
0: Um, so let's just, like, hop into it, obviously. Um, how do you incorporate your sweets? And also, like, you're an athlete at this point in your mm-hmm. life still. So how do
1: you incorporate sweets and still hit your goals? So just you personally. So I, I think for me, there are a variety of ways that I include them. Sometimes I do fun macro-friendly things, right? Like, And when, of course when I say macro-friendly, that's friendly to my macros, not to everyone's macros because it depends on what you're working with at that time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes macro-friendly sweets to me, like if it's summertime, I love me a good air-fried peach at I the see end of the day, have. I make air-fried peaches, I'll put some Greek yogurt on there and maybe a little granola. And like, I kind of also had to teach myself that quote-unquote sweets doesn't always have to mean like, super rich, indulgent, those kind of, I, call, I, you know, it feels a little naughty when you <laughs> eat it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, taking untraditional things that I grew up thinking were sweet and turning them into, like, this, that thing that satisfies my craving, mm-hmm. um, but also now with this whole dessert mommy journey, I am really big on pre-planning my sweets. Like, okay, if cool. I want to stick to my macros and my goals, especially if I'm in... Like, I know you. this is your one of your phrases that I have picked up, a season of sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. If I know that, like, okay, maybe I'm in a cut, or maybe not in a cut, but maybe I'm just, like, in maintenance, and I'm really trying to be dialed in, mm-hmm. but I want to include those things that I know are going to allow me to maintain that long term, I have to put it in first thing, Yeah. Right? So pre-tracking and pre-planning my sweets when and, and what and how much, has really been a big part of what's, like, allowed me to continue to be successful, Um when it comes to like trying new things and like the dessert blogging and going to new places, I, I have a couple different approaches. So sometimes if it's like a hot spot that they're known for something and I know for sure um, I'm getting this dish, like I went out to dinner for, uh, when we went for Sarah's birthday, yep. our friend's birthday, right? I looked at the menu beforehand. I decided on that dessert immediately. I literally put it in my tracking app on a Monday. We weren't going out until Friday and I was like excited and thinking about the dessert all week long. And then for me, knowing that I had this kind of I built that anticipation up, I was cool like not really eating sweets throughout the week because I knew that this was gonna be indulgent and rich and like mm-hmm. pretty calorie heavy. So I knew I could kind of like save my excitement for that. Yeah. Um if I'm trying another spot, a lot of times what I'll do is I will try my treats like, a, a new snack early in the day because mm-hmm. I don't always know what I'm going to get. So if I if I go at 5 or 6 p.m. and I've eaten all day long, yeah. I don't have a lot of room left. Right. So a lot of times it'll be my, my first or second meal of the day that I'm trying to at least grab, and a lot of times I take it with me because I'll go home and I'll cut things in thirds or fourths. So I still incorporate it. I still enjoy it. But this whole process has actually kind of taught me how to like re-taught me how to incorporate these things just in a different way and be satisfied with just a little. Yeah. And just a little is just enough. I feel like I can see your relationship with food changing a little bit actually with the whole thing. And I think
0: it's really cool. And guys, did you hear everything she just said and, and the paint picture she just painted? That is true balance, right? Versus like, I feel like the idea that is painted about balance is like, You get the milkshake on the weekends and it's like hashtag balance, right? But there was not a lot of pre-planning. So then I'll get clients who are like, well, I tried to have like a balanced weekend. But then you look at the macros and you're like, that didn't look like balanced to me, right? Because inevitably they're like, well, I'm going to have to go over. That's Mm -hmm. always their same statements. I'm going to have to go over to be able to have this. When in reality, you paint it the picture where it's like, you fit it in, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like balance is a teeter-totter. If you're going to put something in, then you got to take something out. You have to find the actual balance, yeah. right? Because if you don't and you just put in, put in and say hashtag balance, hashtag balance, then you got something that's not very balanced at all. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's
1: cool that you showed that. I think that is really important. And I think another, like, balance doesn't always look the same every single time. There were definitely, you know, going on this journey and finding all these new places and discovering these new, like, really fun, cool treats that I really wanted yeah, to I'm try. Yeah, i like, I want to be
0: dessert mommy. Listen, it is,
1: it is not easy. And there were definitely some days where I got something and I ate half or I ate it and mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily, uh, I should also mention, I did this as I started a cut. It was not. I do uh, remember. Uh, it was not a good time Because I me. kept sending
0: you ideas and you're like, dude, I have a very long list. Bro, my
1: list is like 40 plus deep right now. <laughs> Um, But some days, my idea of, like, sticking to it as best as I could was, okay, obviously I try to come within my macro ranges, but some days it wasn't possible, so protein, and then I'm just hitting calories. Like, and it's, you know, I'm sure you teach, everybody teaches a little bit differently, but, like, last resort is, okay, if I can't hit my macros exactly, at yeah. least if I could stay within my calorie range for this day, this one out of seven days of the week, maybe it, yeah. maybe that happens twice a month. And that's kind of what had happened. Like there were definitely a couple of days where I was like, Oh, Oh shoot. <laughs> I did not realize how many carbs were in this concha and I ate it and it was delicious and I didn't regret it. But then I was like, wait, it's, it's only 1 PM and I need like, to eat be more tough food. food. And I'm not going to be over here drinking liquid egg whites just to like, that's something that I'm not willing to do or like, you know, s- scrape the bottle of the barrel, eat four protein shakes you know. a day. Like, I'm still going to eat nutrients on those days. My other meals, protein, vegetables, a lot of fruit. Yeah. And just like, you know, I try just, to just, just feel good. Love yourself good. more. Yeah. You know? Like It's just yeah. like the
0: wellness. And I just did an episode about the wellness era where it's like people are just trying to demonize it as this thing that you do for a certain period of time. It's,
1: it's like for life.
0: You have some sweets you balance it out yeah to feel good and like so what if it puts you over your macro sort of situation yeah you just want to
1: feel better yeah and I mean we we eat for fuel and we eat for nutrients but we eat for our soul yeah like you have to that's that was everything about growing up like I I don't I don't know if kids even lick cookie dough off the spoon anymore <sighs> you know that to. was that like that's what that's we what did like to, to make my mom loves to bake and that's part of like my memories, my favorite memories, my mom and my grandma and my dad, like, e- baking and the whole process and, like, licking the icing off the yeah. spatula and, like, those little things and I feel like they still need to be included at all times.
0: Yeah, and that's why, like, I I don't love... do that when I
1: bake and sell my cookies, though, for the record. I'm not hey, over do here what
0: looking. you gotta do. <laughs> I'm like, keep it sanitary and, I'm like, do what you gotta do. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, everyone's like, food is fuel. And yes, mm-hmm. it is your fuel, especially if you're an athlete. Like, you know that is your fuel. That is how you're performing. But to me, it's also more than fuel. It is culture. It is your holidays. It is your memories. It is, it's so much, right? I yeah. can think of a chocolate chip cookie. And I think back to my grandma or, like, there's just, like, these small things that, like, food is actually so important to our culture and to demonize it and, like, to dwindle it down to
1: only your fuel. Yeah. I think, I think it's detrimental. I don't like it. Especially living in a city like Phoenix where we have so oh. much divo- diverse, like, cultural foods that you can try. Yo, I, I gained
0: 20 pounds when I moved here. Listen.
1: <laughs> listen. I mean, imagine if I would have spent this weekend, like, tracking every little morsel and, and being worried about that instead of making memories with my family. Yeah. You know? Like, Nah. It's not There's that a time eat. and a place. Yeah, it's not but for eat. sure.
0: You're, I mean, you're human. That's what I tell all my clients. It's you have to understand you're human and to place shame after like you would go over your macros or maybe the distribution wasn't what you wanted. Shame is the worst food you could eat, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're all demonizing ice cream. You're demonizing cookies and brownies. So, like demonize shame. Don't shame yourself because that's going to create way more inflammation than the fast food that you're demonizing or whatever that yeah. is. So. I just, you can't hurt yourself. You can't, you can't demonize things. Um, But cool. So you kind of already touched on like how that works within a deficit and stuff. Um, Managing cravings. So I think sometimes it's very interesting how cravings manifest themselves, especially Mm. in the female body. You know what I mean? Yes. How do you, as dessert mommy, manage cravings when maybe you're trying to be a little bit closer to your goals or maybe it's not as frivolous of a season for you?
1: Um, so gosh, something that, again, that I had to like teach myself was I, I don't, I went through a phase in the beginning of my macro nutrition journey, figuring things out where like I didn't allow myself to buy certain things or keep certain foods in the house. Yeah. And you know, that that might be a necessary phase for a period of time for a lot of people just mm-hmm. to, to teach yourself that like, Hey, I don't need it. Out of sight, out of mind is okay. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening as a result of that years ago is we we slipped into that, oh, shit, I'm going to binge now because I haven't had it in so long. Yep. So now I know, especially, like, during that time of the month, I need to have something sweet in my house and available for me. Um, I love just, like, a really simple dark chocolate bar popping in the freezer. I know it's in there. Nice. Like, dark chocolate, a little almond butter, and slowing down when I have cravings, I... I don't know if you can relate, but like, I'm a go, go, go. Sometimes I'll stand at the counter and eat my meal and we don't always sit down and enjoy it and digest it and like eat it. Yes. But the same thing I I tell my clients, okay, sit down, put your phone in another room, use a fork, like put out a placemat, turn it into an experience and taste and chew every single bite. That is something that really helps me manage my cravings. And also like knowing that, you know, it, I, I need to, to focus on that moment and that experience. Like it's, it's a big, we got to have it. It's not always going to happen all the time that way, Yeah. but just like romanticize it a little bit and, and imagine just that moment that you're having with it and really taste and enjoy because sometimes you get through something so quickly and it's like, what did that even yeah. taste like? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, So, just really slowing down is, like, a big...
0: I've been there, too. I think that's a huge, huge concept. Even before you get into macros with a client or going into, like, the depths of how you can manipulate your macros or diet or whatever, it's like, are you having three meals a day and are you slowing down while you're eating? Like, is there that mindfulness, like... Yeah. uh, What's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm blanking on it. It's fine. Um, Damn it. There's a... I call it, like, a certain type of meal. It's a firework whatever um having mindfulness around your mealtime is absolutely huge like even for me and andrew like we've turned off the tv like we make sure it's just like us at dinner time but for me like i'll read during my meals now because i think just sitting there and doing nothing is really difficult especially you're someone like me have adhd like i can't do nothing <laughs> but i also know like scrolling and like listening to things is a little too noise pollution sure. for me but 100% like slowing down mm-hmm. that's huge yeah. um i have to have oreos around yeah, Oreos have Ooh, to be around my house. I love me some Oreos. Guys. We always have
1: a fat stack
0: of Oreos. You can have some if you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um, I also something else that I have learned about myself is um, I can find calories out of nowhere if I if I'm looking for them. If I don't have something that's going to satisfy me, so if I don't have something that's like. Okay, an Oreo, right? For example, okay, if I know I love Oreos, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna want them around, I'm gonna have a couple at a time, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. If I completely don't have them, all of a sudden if I'm having a craving, oh, I'll eat five hundred calories of raisins and I don't even like raisins <laughs> that much. Like you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So create this crazy concoction of like what right. this
0: is not even. I need two I slices of, of cheese,
1: like eighty six grapes, and then, you know, a handful of granola and suddenly I'm full, but I don't know how because I just, like, had, so instead of doing things like that, just Mm -hmm. keep the thing in, teach yourself the moderation, like, you know, grab it and put it away right away. That's another thing. Like, I'm sure you don't stand there at the counter with the Oreos just open and going. Like, take your two, take your three, whatever it is. Right. Put them on a plate. Put them in a bowl. Again, like, make it an experience. Put the Oreos back in the cabinet where they belong and then, you know, treat that, one situation how it is yeah and, and
0: it, not anymore i'll speak to that a little bit obviously yeah. like whenever you do have that food that maybe it was kind of your trigger food mm-hmm. and you do want to kind of get rid of it for a while and you said hey maybe it's not the worst thing if you can't have it in the house for a moment yeah i agree with that i think yeah. that there is a detox period where it's like you need to prove to yourself like yep. you can have the space from it and it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. but trusting yourself and to bring that back into the house and create this safe environment around it is the best thing you could ever do for yourself because for me it was like okay this can be around and then you start to like i would make sure i had it every day like i would put it in my macros where i'm having three oreos every single day yeah you kind of get tired of it yeah. I still love Oreos. Like, I will always want them And then around, it doesn't need to be
1: an everyday but thing. But I don't Maybe need them like everyday It's one or two days a week.
0: And, and I do not feel a need to ever go binge, like, you know, or like, wake up in the middle of the night or have it when no yeah. one's looking, right? It's, you feel safe. Mm-hmm. But there is like a journey for it, right? For sure. There's the detox period, bring it back, keep it on the high shelf. Out of sight, out of mind, but it's still there. Yeah. It's, it's a progression, just like your training, just like anything else. Anything. That was
1: me with ice cream. I didn't buy ice cream for years for myself. I still don't buy ice cream. I, I didn't <laughs> for years, and I had to... I mean, I'm lucky that I have uh, a husband who does not... Yeah, dude, that's so nice. bro. That's so nice. This man will... I will bake these cookies. You know i baked all these cookies, right? Yeah. These past few weeks. Don't and I'll save me. him one sometimes it'll take him like two or three days to eat like he'll eat like a half a cookie or a quarter of a cookie at a time and it just sits on the counter and i'm over here like hello
0: i'll eat it for you he's like it's really
1: good he gives me feedback he talks about the cookie he tells everybody about the cookie and i'm like you don't eat the damn cookie that's wild like i wish i wish is he into like savory or like um
0: he's he, just like very neutral with his food he
1: is yeah he's pretty neutral he didn't have a relationship he doesn't have a relationship with. I have a relate me and food
0: oh yeah I feel
1: that it's it's like another I feel like that those were some besties. of our first conversations yeah like talking about ice cream and tacos yeah. I'm like yes like he had a bunch of Ben and Jerry's in the freezer for a month oh my god and I'm just sitting there the other night and I was like I really wish we had some ice cream he was like I have some and I was like why I literally bought that for you in August when you started school as a school treat. Six weeks. You had this freaking pint. That's wild. So there were like You have the creamy though, right? By- the ginger creamy? I
0: yeah.
1: do. Yeah. I do. I actually was like obsessed with it, making it every day. And then I was like, all right, I need to like. It wasn't too. even a, I'm doing it too much thing. It was like a, I don't feel like actually mixing things up and waiting for it to freeze. So I like took it's a couple a, weeks it's off. It's a process. It is But a we're going to, actually, we're going to get back to that. Because calories are coming back up again and we got some room for well, some Well, I was going to say the opposite. I feel like it's nice and a deficit because it's so much volume. Yeah, well, like do hella macro-friendly it. things, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. It still tastes good, honestly. Have you made like... The unhealthier, healthier, more indulgent ones, the creamy? So
1: I've followed the, just like the vanilla recipe that's in the creamy. Oh, really? It's fire. Really? It's fire. I Wait, made Wait, what that. is that? Like
0: heavy whipping cream and stuff?
1: Like, um. Yeah, there's like cream cheese in there, which is, it felt hella random. It's like cream cheese, vanilla, I think heavy cream, milk, a little sugar. Like it's, it's like a, an ice cream. I made it. That was the first recipe I made. Hmm. And, um, I've also made a butter pecan, which is, like, Dang. Brian and I, it's, like, our, it's his favorite ice cream flavor. It's one of my that favorites. It sounds so good. It was really good.
0: Especially, like, fall vibes. I feel like that's really fall.
1: Yeah. Well, I follow, <laughs> I'll like, have to send you this guy's page that I follow on the gram because he does a lot of, like, fun delicious looking recipe i'm sure you follow a lot well of don't them,
0: send it to me now
1: of course <laughs> I'll
0: tell well, you his, are macro friendly. his are macro friendly so oh, okay. you'll want this one okay yeah. so yeah. this for sure. um <laughs> well speaking of like fall let's kind of quickly talk about the holidays to finish it off because mm-hmm. we're kind of going to holiday seasons yes. um for me personally the holidays have kind of been a little bit traumatizing because in the past right it kind of sparks a lot of that unhealthy relationship with food Mm -hmm. it's a lot of potlucks it's a lot of like gatherings with your favorite foods that have scarcity attached to it right you're not going to see the christmas cookies again there's always this it's only going to happen one time of the year so how do you approach the holidays and and like have that safety behind you
1: so i i am very lenient through the holidays like Full transparency. I there are many days that I already know going into the holiday season that I'm probably not going to be tracking, yeah. and that's something that I've just like I'm okay with that now. I mean, yeah. the first few years was like got to be perfect, got to say no to these things, this, that, and the other. Fortunately for me, I'm not like much of a socialite anymore, so I don't <laughs> do a lot of Us holiday went out The parties. other day, go home at 10,
0: 10 p.m. we like, <laughs> oh, this is
1: good. <laughs> um, I think. I think that something that I try to carry with me, especially when I know I'm approaching a season like this, is that we live in America, we have access to damn near everything, almost Every all the time.
0: Yep.
1: Maybe it's seasonal, maybe it's, you know, I, I know like especially the coffee shops, they get you with like, you gotta get the seasonal things because it's yes. only around this time of year, okay, mm-hmm. and? can you not find other ways to satisfy yourself the other 10 months of the year? You probably can. Mm-hmm. So just like being okay with that, like enjoying it for what it is. Like I got me an apple crisp oat milk latte fire. situation there. on the way over here today because I didn't have coffee this morning. And I was like, you know what? We're going to have a little iced coffee and I will probably enjoy like three or four seasonal coffees during this time of year. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, at the end of the day, I know I feel my best when I don't overindulge and when I don't spend money on those things. And yeah. when I'm able to like, ha- I just, I like having a little bit more control of doing things my own at home, mm-hmm. holiday parties and seasonal stuff. Again, I think teaching myself that I don't always have to go back for seconds. Mm-hmm. Like I was a man. I mean, growing up I was, Severely overweight, you know, we've we've all shared our stories, but yeah. I was overweight and holidays were just like nobody ever told me no. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, my parents didn't want to create that relationship for me with food that, like, oh, food is bad and I shouldn't have it, but instead it was like, I can't get enough of it and I need to overeat, overeat, overeat. But I also understand that like I don't enjoy feeling Really, really stuffed and really, really full. I don't yeah. like when my pants and my sports bras are really tight, like <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's being okay with knowing that scale's probably gonna be up a little bit after a couple of indulgent meals. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know the things that I can control: water intake, always hitting my water like mm-hmm. number one. I can control getting up a little earlier and getting some steps in. Um, I can control still committing to my workouts when, when appropriate. Like if if a workout day falls on Christmas day or Thanksgiving day, probably Probably not going to go, but you know, I think something else that over the years I have also taught the people around me how to treat me and not to push if I say no, thank you to seconds and not to push if I say no, thank you to alcohol. Like you have to teach those people around you that like, no, I'm good. And that's it. Like, we don't need to keep pushing. We don't need to keep asking. Right. But for many years, it was like, what? You're not drinking. You're not going back for seconds. Yeah. You're not doing these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm, like, I'm satisfied now. Yeah. But that pressure doesn't happen anymore because it took years of conditioning the people around me to it's say. It's an adjustment period. It is. For sure.
0: Like, setting those boundaries. It, it is. It's tough at first. But, like, if you're not going to stick to your guns and you're easily waivable and, like, Then it's going to be more difficult for them to adjust to that. So you being firm and being like, no is, no is a complete sentence, right? Like in those situations, all you have to say is no, but they're not even an explanation. And I understand like when you're first getting used to saying no, it's very tough. Very yeah. Tough, especially out of a people pleaser. Like, that was very hard. Yeah. Um, I tell my girls to blame me. I'm like, tell them you're working with a coach. Like, your coach said you couldn't like do this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I like that. It, it's a nice out for them for a little bit. And then again, like you're saying, you got to train the people around you. It sounds sounds bad, but not really. You, you are in charge of how people treat you. Yeah. For the most part. If they don't listen, if they don't abide, then you're just like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't need you in my circle, but... Yeah, and it can be difficult with family, but... If, if they love you and they care about you they'll get it yeah it took a couple seasons of people to be like oh she's for real about this like this yeah. fitness thing is, is more than just a thing this yeah. is how she lives her life now and you know, it's, something else, you know? Yeah. it's
0: your it's who you become
1: it is and I think I also like in regards to the holidays I'm okay with like being a little full on more days, like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna indulge. I know I am. I'm not gonna be like a total a hole, but yeah, I'm. I, if I'm gonna say sec- seconds to anything, it's dessert, dessert. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we're
0: shocked.
1: Literally,
0: but 100. So. It's like I feel like for me personally, even within my health and fitness journey, every holiday's gotten a little easier. Yeah, because you become a little bit more intermediate and then advanced mm-hmm. with how. You approach the holidays. Yes. And I remember back in the day when I first started, I was like, I need to grind going up to the holidays yeah. so that it will compensate, mm-hmm. right? So I'd go into Thanksgiving a very hungry girl. Oh, yeah. Very hungry. For, for months on end, I would be intermittent fasting. I would really, like, mm-hmm. I would not push food. And then on that day, it was Way harder to manage my cravings because I had a taste of it, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was all out. Yep, it was very all in, all out. And as a former athlete, that is something you see a lot of the times. Yeah. But I've learned over time that that is not the best way to approach it. Yeah. So every year gets a little easier. So I think that gives hope to some people who maybe still struggle with the holidays. For sure, um, and you don't have
1: to do it alone. Like, ever. Yeah. Never, ever.
0: Yeah, make sure you have people in your environment who can, like, relate to you in those moments. Yeah, for sure. Because it can definitely feel lonely.
1: I didn't realize, like, we
0: had kind of a really similar upbringing with food. Yeah. Like, I knew our stories were
1: kind of similar. Yeah, it was, it was, like, I, I think my parents thought they were doing what was best. And I'm sure they they were doing what was best. But it right. was, like, um didn't really know how to create healthy boundaries with food and it was you know they wanted to make comments occasionally like Mm -hmm. I knew there were those times where it was like are you sure you want to eat that or are you going to eat more of that but like didn't know how to approach it because I know my mom's mom did speak to her that way so she was trying to to change her behavior Mm -hmm. which you know It's we're not placing blame here, but like it is it's funny to see when you when you learn what you've learned and you really dig into like, Why am I this way? Well, why am I this way and why isn't my husband this way? Yeah. And then I I see the relationship his mom has with food and it's very neutral. Like it it's it's neutral, his is neutral, his brothers is neutral and I'm like, huh. You know, I mean I imagine what what his upbringing was like, and he's on the opposite spectrum of me. Like he was very, very lean and skinny his entire life until he became an adult and started lifting weights and took him years to to put on weight. Yeah. Yeah. And muscle. And I'm like, how can you literally leave this half a cookie here for three days? Like, <laughs> like, aren't you so excited? There's no way. It, and you always want to say, like, grass is greener,
0: right? You're yeah. like, I wish that I was so neutral, but it's also so fun to get so excited about food. Like, yeah. you love it. I love you know, it you crave it. So it's fun. It's really a good time. But um, I think about it all the time. I think as a parent, like, when I step into that era of my life, it's tough. You, you probably put a lot of pressure on yourself. It's like, yeah. how do you find that balance? Because, I mean, I've worked with clients who who their parents are extremely res- restrictive, like almond mom vibes, right? So then Ooh, yeah. they grew up with that sort of restriction in their mm-hmm. household. So then they glimpse food and they're like, whoa, my family, I grew up on McDonald's. Like, I oh, loved yeah. McDonald's. Like, it was Every never weekend, a problem. Saturday lunch. Like, little Debbie's out the wazoo, yep. our cabinet till this day is still stocked. I go home. I'm like, there's my cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, buddy. Um, the best so ever. it was learning, like you said, healthy boundaries. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I should probably have some veggies in my meal. it's like, it's not their fault, but, um, it's, it's so interesting yeah. to see like how your relationship with food has come from your parents.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Seriously. It's, it's something to dissect if you're curious. and. Yeah. If
0: you're wondering why you are the way you are, look at your parents. Listen. <laughs> Just listen. Just watch. Um. Well, cool. We'll end it here because I know we're getting to the time. But thank you so much, Dessert Mommy, for coming to my show. Yeah. All right, fam. Well, thanks for joining us today. Do as you always do. Like, follow, subscribe, do all the things, and go take some messy action today.
1: Okay. How can they find you, Lindsay? Um, so I am at, well, I have two. I'm at Dessert Mommy with two underscores at the end. So Dessert Mommy underscore underscore on Instagram. And then I'm also at Lynn Slay. <laughs> <laughs> is it really it really is it's l-i-n-d-s-l-a-y underscore dill Slade. Oh, so i share all kinds of things if you want desserts if you want to order cookies holla at me um start shipping in the next two weeks so if you're literally of Arizona, buy these
0: cookies can- deuces